I just crank out classics. That's just what I do. I wish that was your radio drop. Jim, like, Jim. Oh, I just crank out classics. Ah oh, man. Do. Well, we're on the air, so maybe that is the new <laughs> drop, right? Uh, this is Swatches and Boomboxes, episode twenty. Yep. A dub. This is the episode. This is the dub episode. Uh, I am Jim Search, and you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on Twitter, find me at jimsearch. Uh, so look for me there. Uh, and also, if, let's say you want to look up the show, you can go uh, on Twitter, find us at Swatches and Boom. And uh, you can also email us at swatchesandboomboxes at gmail.com. Uh, that's a place to send us all of your. Uh, I guess uh, in this instance, fact checks because we got uh, we got fact checked. Terrell seven one three, shout out to him. He uh, he likes to tune in and tell us when we fuck up. <laughs> we call this yeah. the check yourselves before he wrecks you. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, yeah. yeah, we uh, apparently uh, when we were doing last episode, we were talking about um, Far Side and uh, JD and J Dilla are yeah. two different people. So, oh, snap. yeah, sorry about that. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> I honestly think that that's wrong. He, I think he needs to be back to go There is a, there's like, there's a JD, but people call J Dill a JD. Like, so, yeah. hey, man, this is, I'm just relaying the, uh, right. the info, okay. uh, from Tayrell713. Right. So, just uh but he does email us and he does yeah. reach out to us on twitter he yeah. is a listener and we appreciate yeah, that he's a cool dude cool cat not, that's we always appreciate yeah. that uh, i don't appreciate that don't correct me on <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> well, well we'll get to you in a second before you're we uh, we'll introduce you soon enough sir but uh something to say <laughs> he's got well soon sir soon uh, and to my left is my co-host. I am Neil Charles. You can find me at neilcharles.com and on the Instagrams at Certified Hilarious and on Twitter as Neil Charles FTW for the win. That's right, because we stay winning, stay grinning here at Swatches and Boomboxes. And with uh, no further ado, you've heard this, I just heard this gentleman who does like to be corrected on shit. Uh, That's not a credit, necessarily. Um, I will say, uh, for the record, uh, Jim Jam Studios, we've talked about this uh, off air, but this guest has is tied for the record of most appearances in Jim Jam Studios with one go. Chalet with Sharp. Uh, he is a member of the Decepticomics. Uh, yeah, I I know. No, no you're just, just getting like a full <laughs> intro. Oh yeah, no, yeah. look, you've you, you know you're a friend of the studio, man. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not pulling any punches here. Uh, so you know, hilarious dude. I'm I'm big fan of your shit. I I, I crack up when I hear it. even like just. Ca- casual conversation, I lose my shit. Uh, but Dylan Stevenson, how are you, buddy? Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Dylan Stevenson uh, once gave Jim a uh, cooking set missing a pan. <laughs> don't, let him say, don't let him say all this nice stuff about me. I'm also a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at uh, the Dylan One. Uh, my website is dillison.com. There's a, it's always not updated with dates, so you can go there for stuff. And uh, any other social media, it's uh, L Dylan Uno. It's basically the Spanish version of the Dylan One because you know what, America was already great. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, and yeah, to tell you a little bit uh, before we get into uh, our album here, uh, yeah, I uh, I did your, uh, I did your show, uh, you and Brandon Collins' show, and uh, um, I I. Don't, I won the uh, set, or someone didn't want it. I don't remember, but I I came off with a cooking set, which was missing a skillet, and uh, <laughs> it's I still have it actually. I, um, I have the skillet, so so and there and you know, but don't let that take away from all of the accomplishments that you uh, made. Yeah, I, mean, I just I just, I just want our full history out there and <laughs> yeah. on the table. Oh, I want to be transparent legs. about these things. <laughs> <laughs> Fully transparent. I we will, I, and our listeners will appreciate that. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into uh, the album here. Um, this album uh, is a down south classic hip hop album, a staple of anyone from Hotlanta. Uh, we are talking about none other than Outkast Southern Playlisted Cadillac Music. Uh, you know, I have to say. 
when this album uh, originally came out, I didn't have it, but I've gone back since. I would say probably about. I got the full album like five years ago, which and is April twenty sixth, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, when that dropped, uh, but I went back like so, just kind of where I. Uh, I mean, I'd always known about Outkast and I'd listened to them, but I didn't really get as deep with them until about five years ago. And then when I got the album, I was like, why didn't I have this in 1994? This is one of those, you know, albums, at least for me, front to back, I can listen to. And there's not a track I skip over. Uh, it's super dope. And it does, I'm going to Atlanta in December and, uh, I'm clearly going to only listen to this while I'm there. That's, you should. yeah, there's, should. I will demand it at every strip club I'm in and that will be the end of it. Uh, Neil, where were you when this, when this came out? Um, when this dropped, I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. I was a freshman in high school. Okay. And I remember the videos for the for the singles and we were like, yo, who is that? Who are these you know dudes? Because I mean? so. they we didn't consider them like South. And that was back in the days when if someone dope came out, you thought they were automatically from the East Coast. Sure. Like, yo, they're from the East Coast. But that is not the case. Me, I got into this album after the second album. I actually okay. couldn't purchase this album because I was poor in high school. Gotcha. So I, I, I just couldn't obtain it. Okay. So I had AT Aliens first, and then when I made a little bit more money, then I bought this album. You came of course, for like $26 from Sam Goody back in the day. So. Criminal. Yes, very much so. Fucking $26? Yeah, they would, they would price surge on certain things, and this was Damn. like one of them. Before Uber. Yep. This is <laughs> pre-Uber pricer. <laughs> Glad they're out of business. Yeah. That's what you get for trying to dope surge, man, uh-huh. on some dope tra- dope albums. Uh, Dylan, well, where were you when this when this came out, man? I mean, yeah, I I didn't like I'm another person who came to it later. Uh, I got introduced to Outkast just cuz my dad's musical taste, like he gave me like a syllabus of shit to like to go through to get me to albums okay like, just as a kid or whatever and like he always listened to like george clinton and, and james brown and from there he took me to digital underground which like i loved hip-hop wise so like outcast is just like the next step in that and he always had this album like playing in the car okay like but like just like as a funk album like when i was a kid like you know Interesting. Yeah, there, was, there were rappers on it but this is just a funky album like it's in the title like yeah yeah southern plays to cadillac music man it uh you know and it's funny because uh i was doing a little research on the album uh before we uh uh, started and i just i totally remember this now but i don't know if you remember when they at the source awards they won like the newcomer award Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they got booed when they got up there and like andre just kind of just goes to south has something to say and that was it but it's just like, uh, yeah, how where, can that was iconically where a lot of beef started. Mm-hmm. It was an I'm, ugly show. I mean, that happened because like it, it was the East Coast, West Coast shit yep. was the main shit going on. Yep. Right. So it's like everybody there is like East Coast, West Coast, East Coast, West Coast. And yep. meanwhile, this outcast is just out there like, hey, what's yep. up, guys? We're trying. Yeah. Hey, we're new. What's going yeah. on at this party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was so like mad about the rest of the shit that when they come out, they were like. They're not. They're not fighting with anybody. Fuck yeah. these guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. South got something to say. That's it. Yeah, but like, it. I was watching because I, I was also doing research. I watched Killer Mike like was talking about that award show, and he said that that speech is what like galvanized the rest of the South behind them. Mm-hmm. Which, like that's like where all this Atlanta like dirty South pride came mm-hmm. from. It's like that was their Gettysburg address. Just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, the South got something to say, and like that's amazing. And you know, and uh, Neil and I were talking about this uh, too before, uh, you know, before we get into this. But like, when you think about Atlanta, and you think about even outside of hip hop, just the cultural influence that it has, and how many different or how many artists, entrepreneurs, etc., have come through or come out of Atlanta, it's no wonder that like this album is heralded as such a classic, and that mm-hmm. that city produces such dope shit. You know what I mean, like to it's you know it's kind of crazy to think of i mean you could go on we could go on forever of all the artists dope artists that have come out of atlanta Mm -hmm. i mean just just direct descendants of 
the actual dungeon family yeah, contingency yeah. is crazy because yeah. mm-hmm. you know organized noise who like they were the shit for like years mm-hmm. and an outcast a goodie mob at a goodie mob you got CeeLo yep. CeeLo does Gnarls Barkley like yep. that's yep. one string or whatever they, they're big boy is like found Janelle Monet and now she's got her mm-hmm. own music thing. like even Future is a Dungeon yeah. Family affiliate like yeah. he's a relative yeah, of he's somebody like, I can't think I don't know somebody on the goodie or something like yeah, he's dungeon. He's literally blood dungeon family. I mean, Killer Mike, who's now doing Run the Jewels and campaigning with Bernie Sanders. That's all. It's all Atlanta. That's direct descendant shit. Like and the yeah. rest of it, like yo. Know. And it's yeah. I mean, you know, even like I mean, Killer Mike's break was through Outcast. Like he was, I think it was Snapping and Trapping was the first song yeah. that he was on, which he just fucking murdered everything about that. It's like a, it's like an elephant stampede (laughs) for sure, man. I mean, you know, so, you know, there's not enough, there's not enough good things you can say about, uh, the Atlanta music scene or the artists coming out of Atlanta. Right. But, uh, with, uh, with that being said, uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, I mean, there's so many dope tracks, uh, uh, on here, but of course we have to start with, uh, peaches, Mm. the intro, uh, which, you know, kind of, uh, peaches reminds me a little bit of, um, you know, in the warriors, the, uh, the lady who, who talks over the radio. Yeah. That's what I always think of when I hear peaches. Yes. Rest in peace. But, you know, peaches, uh, you know, now again, we don't hear her recurring throughout there, but, uh, she does want to give a big what's up to, uh, <laughs> to the players and, uh, pimps. And uh, even the hustle, everybody out there getting down for theirs. Get your boons farmed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, yeah. if I could have that start my day every day and tell me what to get ready for, I'd be like, oh, that's dope. It's like, yeah, get ready for some train delays, and uh, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna eat your lunch out the fridge. It's, uh, this is uh, sadder playlistic Dylan's life music. <laughs> You know, they have like peaches to like, you know, the D train is experiencing some delays. I just want to say a big what's up to the MTA and everybody out there swiping for theirs. The world world needs more peaches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but she uh, she gives a nice little intro uh, into uh, into our album. And then we get into uh, my intro to let you know, which drops like a motherfucker. Um, That's, you know. It's one of my favorite tracks on this album. I've, I've got a couple, but uh, this is definitely in there. Um, one of my favorite lines was uh, back in the days when we were some slaves. I bet we were some cool ass niggas. First lyric. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he's probably right. Uh, I, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> that people are usually like, "Would I be a house slave or would I be a field slave?" Nobody's looking like. Would I be still getting down for my like? Would you, would everyone want to be around me and just want to know what's what's going on in the field? Would they come to me on that? So you know, again, some very uh, valid points raised. I think with uh, my intro to let you know, uh, and I think um, uh, Jay Z sampled this. Uh, yeah, treats this rap shit as real as like you're selling dope yeah that's off of rap game crack game um and you know i think what's you know and this is this is probably going to come up a lot throughout this but um uh they made this album when they were 18 they were were in high school they were in high school they dropped out of high school Mm -hmm. yeah and you know you like for me at least when i look at this sort of work i'm like well, when I was uh, 17, <laughs> I was uh, just drinking, <laughs> just uh, a lot of alcohol and uh, a lot of dice in the hallway. That's about that's about my high school. I wasn't doing this, I guess, is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, but yeah, that uh, my intro to let you know, man, uh, that's such a dope track. You weren't becoming part of an iconic rap group in atlanta <laughs> no no it wasn't wasn't doing that uh definitely and you really shouldn't parallel yourself against that because you lose every time you know i'd like to think there's some things that i was doing like they weren't like failing <laughs> yeah, learning to fail makes you a better person so that's right that's right that early on 
um but yeah this but you know this track comes in hard it's one of my one of my favorites um and then uh we get into ain't no thing which again mm, ain't no thing with chicken like, the, the star of this album isn't their lyrics it's organized noises production yeah but they they're fit they're so perfect and like dope on the lyrics that it's like it's a perfect match but like so these both both just first two tracks just like they they sound like post-apocalyptic funk like yeah if you were if you were like a cool ass dude riding through like a sandless like just wasteland (laughs) or whatever and this was playing in the background you'd be like you know what this makes sense this (laughs) yeah but but yeah ain't no thing like uh both they're just they both like dope introductions to these guys and the and they and the tracks i mean they fit together see like as you listen to the album as my intro to let you know fades out it goes just right into ain't no thing oh like andre cocking the gun like that that's one of the most memorable things to me like in any song mm-hmm. ever because it just sounds so visceral and he's just like hey, this isn't the point ain't changed that sends tells a lot about yeah. what's going on in uh uh east point uh, which is probably no good. <laughs> uh, trouble as well, if, if I were to... But they're playful with it. It's like, hey, you know, my shit go blow. Hey, it's Andre. Can your punk ass come out to play? Like, you know, they're, they're, they're playful with their grime and gutter. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing is, is that I think this album, you know, uh, gives such like an approachability to the life that they were involved in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's a funk sort of feel good but yeah, uh, I'm selling dope and uh, doing some foul shit. I mean, in the that's street. always been there, kind of like that's. This is like the start of that mo of theirs, where it's like this song sounds kind of happy and fun, but it's actually some sad shit if you mm-hmm. like look at the lyrics. But mm-hmm. you're dancing, so we're cool. Yeah, I mean, and it's they're just there's a, it's a dope tandem those two, I would say. Yeah. And it's not even like. They got they get like very more creative after this. We all know like this is like their raw introduction. Sure. But like they, you know, Dre's still rapping about like shooting people up like he was on this song. Like he just had dropped a a song. He just dropped a verse in somebody's song. You know, drops like he drops like a verse like every three years when like the the moon aligns with the, the right, 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 right. But it's like it, the the verse is him telling the story about. Uh, he meets a girl, he does a crime, him and the girl uh, have sex and shoot at the police while, you know, they're in a shootout and he comes, so he has a baby and that baby's going to get revenge for the police who just killed him as he came. It's like, all right, this is just a really artistic uh, gun song, but this is where we're at now. And here we are, right? Uh, it, you know, it, uh, it's, I just, I think like the depth of artist that both these dudes are you know, is so dope, you know, I mean, and just, and I think another thing too about, uh, uh, outcast and even like, you can even put like a Snoop Dogg in this sort of category of just, uh, a musician or artist who just reinvents themselves and continues to reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. And we still get on board because we know who they are and we trust their musical sensibility. Yeah. But, uh, as we uh, as we move this right along, uh, we get into "Welcome to Atlanta" yeah. and not the song, <laughs> not "Welcome to Atlanta" where the players play. Uh, that's a different album. Yeah. It's a different thing going on, right? That's uh, Jermaine Dupri, I believe. Uh, this is the intro to well, the interlude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're on a plane and uh, we're touching down, and we learn of all the sports teams in Atlanta. Yeah. Dope shots and shoutouts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also find out that uh, there's a Georgia Dome where the Confederate flag (laughs) at the time still flew, which is and and they always sprinkle a little bit of like fuck the man throughout here. Um, I don't think so because I well. I feel like people would be complaining about that still. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would. I want to say that that's not the case. Uh, just given what was it, South Carolina? Uh, they had the Confederate flag as their state flag, basically, right. and they were like, "Nah, we can't. <laughs> Can we not do this anymore? <laughs> this is kind of terroristic to uh, us yeah, black folks." Us. Yeah, it's not hair. It's not hate. It's history. Uh, that fucked up argument but um yeah so uh but we find out about um uh the georgia dome there's a confederate flag on top of that so it's a little little political uh we get a little political uh before we get into um 
Southern playlist of Cadillac music. The, oh, yep, the yeah. new Motown of the South. Yes. That's right. Um, and that's and that's kind of where I was saying before about how, you know, the it's, it's the mecca of so much cool shit. Totally. There's a fucking hair Olympics in Atlanta. <laughs> There's an Olympics for hair. Yeah. How beautiful is that? That's amazing. I mean, what more can I say? Um, this song is just like this is this is where the album picks up for me. Like it's not like the beginning wasn't a bit like it wasn't a kick in the face. Yeah, but just dopeness. But then things like start picking up here because it's like this song is just it's so damn smooth. Oh uh, like man, like, this is the debut single. So uh, no, nah, this was the second single. Oh, was the uh, second? Players ball. Was Players the, ball was the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like it was the other way, but. Yeah. Uh, um, no, then it was Southern. Yeah, and I think I think I don't remember which one it was, but Puffy did the video for one of these. His players ball. Players yeah. ball. Yes, he directed it. Yep. Like there was no yeah. New York didn't hate the South, you know. We were, the, we were just arguing with the West Coast at the time when we couldn't pay attention to you. Like that's you know, yeah, we we got, got love out of proportion. Yeah, come on, baby, we respect you. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things too, where well. Uh, Puffy was in with the face records yeah. at the time. And so, you know, he took on this. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into players ball, but that's another. I, again, all these are fucking dope tracks. Yeah, was the second mm. uh, But, you know, uh, we had but like Southern plays to Cadillac music is the song itself. Again, so smooth. Ridiculous like if, if the name of the song is just as fun to say as like singing it, mm-hmm. you're already mm-hmm. in good time. It's like, Southern playlist. Cadillac. Like you need yeah. three, four breaths just to say the name of the song. We're going to get yeah. yeah. And just, oh man, it is another one of those songs. And I just, I forgot what album we were talking about. And I was last, uh, uh, last album we were talking about the far side, but yeah, I don't even smoke weed, but I would. If given the opportunity, <laughs> this, like it's it sounds like being high. I imagine, like yeah, it's like yo, I can get on board with this. I, you know, I just listen to this a couple times. I like your rap, Jack. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I get down from. I'll get down from mine. Yeah, yeah you smoke a nice little pin joint, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, this is just yeah, it's just so it's it's funky, like it's and and it's such a dope hybrid of rap and funk you know what i mean for me and uh i can't get enough of this i've i've enjoyed this album and continue to uh then we go a little hard we get a little rugged yeah with call the wild which i found out is about dropping out of school yeah because like it's like them kind of battling with the street life and the and and the things that's after you know Mm -hmm. school and it's like that that push and pull and but it's just so dope, and it's the introduction of the Goody Mob, like for yeah. real, like mm-hmm. the Goody Mob uh, are the only acts featured on this album. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Call of the Wild, and like you're saying, it's that it's that uh, push pull of you know, what do I do? I stay in school, yeah. or do I see what the other side's got to hold for me? It's like, do I you know, do I want to graduate or sell some weight? Uh, that was my that was my bar, guys. You can nice. that one for I like it. Uh, and or you know, do I want to graduate or make a classic <laughs> album? Yeah. What, what what do you what do you want to do? Um and I hear voices in my head, they keep calling me. So and the other thing too uh, about that is is like obviously with any sort of dope uh uh track like that is you can apply it so many different directions, you know, just like do I go do some foul shit or do I stay the do I stay the course? Yeah, what? Do I need to take these SATs or, you know, let's, let's get out here in the streets. You know, or okay. bust my GAT. Huh? Hey! I don't know if you, you can't really. You, sir. Yeah, I, was, I don't know if you just saw, but uh, we can't because it's a podcast. Uh, Dylan did, in fact, tip his hat because that <laughs> was uh, wordplay. And I don't play when it comes to my, my silliness about, about mine. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, then we get uh, Players Ball, which, yep. as we had uh, talked about uh, before, uh, music video directed by um, 
Sean Puffy Combs. Well, at the time, I believe he was what? What was his name? It might have just been Sean Combs. At the time. I think it might have been. <laughs> I don't think he had the cachet to be uh, to change his name every week, right? So uh, I guess yeah, Sean Combs directed this, and uh, again another another great uh, just melodious tune. Yeah, I love it. It, it sounds like if if J.R.R. Tolkien like wrote a book about pimps this, this, this <laughs> like, all the players came from far and wide <laughs> they had afros and braids and they drove gangster rides like it's they're setting up such a beautiful story and sleepy brown is just like floating while he's mm-hmm. yeah. where the player balls happening all day air day like this song is amazing because yeah. it's a christmas song it it's, yes it's, it's a chris they did it for LaFace's christmas album it blew up on its own. There was like, all right, take a little bit of the jingle bells out of it. But like, he's rapping about they're not being like, you know, they don't have chimneys in the ghetto, so they're just robbing people for stockings. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is the this is the most this is the smoothest Christmas song of all time. It's my favorite Christmas song. Like, Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. Like, it's not really, <laughs> it's not really but it is. Like, it's uh, it you know. At the at your Christmas parties at work, people, um, if you don't request players ball, uh, you're slipping. Okay, and you know, obviously, an ode to the players and pimps and hustlers of uh, Atlanta. Well, worldwide. I'm sorry, they do, uh, but they do shout out all the neighborhoods in Atlanta where there are pimps across the across the uh, great Georgia state, and then of course we get to players worldwide. And I think I think Andre's verse on this is like where he really starts like it's the first time you really hear him start to like start flexing on tracks. It's like a part where because my heart does not go pity pat for no like mm-hmm. he starts playing with stuff and it's like it's like a precursor to all the shit he's gonna start doing. He I mean as one of my he's one of for me one of the most underrated I think lyricists uh, out. Well yes I'll give him that out. Uh, in just like even my heart does not go pity pat for no rat like yeah. that's such a great mm-hmm. just multi-syllabic verse and he's even said himself he's like you know i don't really do a lot of freestyle stuff but if you give me some time to write a verse i'll crush it yeah. like and goes without i mean even just kind of side note um what was it snapping and trapping with killer mike like his verse on that's fucking ridiculous the wordplay on that's absurd yeah. but uh you know Still playing, still player. Yep. Mm-hmm. True to the game. <laughs> Speaking of true, we get into uh, claiming true. Uh, transitions. You see, for an album that has such amazing transitions, you've you, you've done well, sir. <laughs> see, I'm not new to this. You know, this is not my first podcast. It won't be my last. I'm gonna keep doing this. But uh, yeah, we do get into claiming true, which opens with some real gangster talk. Yeah. Fuck that nigga. He deserved that <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Like, a lot of the subject matter on a lot of the songs is very similar on the album, but they approach it from so many, like, different places that, like, right. it it doesn't feel like any of the same song. Mm-hmm. I think I think this one, they like, they both talk about just, like, being pimps or gangsters at two years old. And it's like, oh, you guys got started early. This is, <laughs> this is a sad angle on this lifestyle. Yeah, I think they do uh, talk about that, how he learned how to mac when he was two, yeah. which, you know, I've been around two-year-olds, <laughs> and... I didn't know that Mackin was possible <laughs> at, uh, as a newborn, but I've, you know, as again, uh, Montessori this, schools are starting to get into that. So <laughs> really yes. C- encouraging Mackin into the curriculum. You don't always have to listen to that hoe, Jonathan. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, my intro to let you know that you don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, I, um, and they do talk about, uh, uh, I guess the hook is basically about like, well, what would you do if you were in my shoes? You know, that sort of, I think, yeah, I get the prisoner of circumstance uh, vibe from that. Of like, this is where I live, man. I mean, and that's even emblematic of like the, where they, their music grew over the years. Like this is, this is them being a product of where they are. And like, once they started getting opportunities to like see the world and like not be stuck in Atlanta, you see where they went with shit. So it's like, yeah. Hey, this is this is what I am because I'm here, and yeah, that's a yeah. great point to bring up. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Uh, you know, and I think uh, there's but there's so many different, I guess, takeaways from this album that like I wouldn't if they don't. You know how like they like study Tupac's lyrics. 
I would I would if I were a college professor, I would certainly want to break this album down and discuss. There's so much you could get into. Yeah, this is easily something that could be like hip hop and the 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 urban wasteland or the, you know Stankonia or South Southern playlist. You know, they mm-hmm. could, yeah, this is a, a a beautiful painting of the Atlanta ghetto. Like they absolutely artistically just go all over with it. Like and yeah, so I definitely agree. And the balance is just so dope. It's like you can't really say that anyone carried this group. No. You really can't. You I was going to say man, that's yeah. very uh you know, I would even say like uh Wu-Tang-ish in that mm-hmm. like nobody no one carried yeah. Wu-Tang. Right. Like right. they were all fucking dope. They had equal number of verses on this album. Yeah. And yeah. for real like Yeah. Each, no shit. Yeah, and um a lot of people give it to Andre. They give him the edge because he's more visual. Like he's, you see him more. Yeah. And then on top of that, like later on, his like fashion just went to another level. Which uh, <laughs> side note, it was d- another level. That's putting it lightly, you know. <laughs> when uh, I asked Dylan uh, to come on the show and he picked this album, uh, he said he was going to wear the uh, feathered pant shirtless. <laughs> perm combo that uh, Andre had become known I, for. I really like considered it. Like I, I was like, <laughs> I found like a straight wig and I was like, do I want to just be sitting in his apartment shirtless with some, sun, <laughs> with some sunglasses, a bandana and this wig on? I, like, I, I never met Neil before. I don't want that to be his first introduction. <laughs> to yeah, well, I wouldn't even judge. I would, be, I would just be like, you know what? This is going to have to be a video podcast right now we're gonna have to shoot this live like, yeah Wait, everybody doesn't come in costume and theme of their album they don't know uh, it'd be interesting coming into my building dressed like that there might be you know they've seen some crazy shit here but i think if you came in as a andre 3000 yeah, so, yeah. Uh, next if I, if I come back and do equipment or something I'll, you know okay that's more accurate to the era of there this era andre still wearing braves jerseys and yeah. you know and cap's got the short hair yeah know. Right. Yeah. So you're right. And, you know, to maintain the integrity of uh, the wardrobe and the album, you should certainly uh, respect that. And, you know, it but it, I mean, for the listener, if, you know, we could have just said that that's what you were wearing because they, they have to trust us. Right. <laughs> hindsight's 2020 on that one. Right. Uh, but speaking of hindsight, uh, we're going to get into Club Donkey Ass, the interlude. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. What I need to do get a tip dance. Give me some head, maybe. <laughs> Which makes me so excited to go to strip clubs in Atlanta. Um, if this is any preview of what I've got in store for me. Uh which I, I hope. Uh yeah, I mean we'll recount that exact conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. Um it's I'll be there for three days and it will be my goal to be involved in that exchange in some capacity. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you uh, following along at home, uh, this is a conversation in a strip club where a stripper is trying to get a dance and the guy's like, nah, you got to blow me. And then they go back and forth. Uh, so that's pretty much the kind of track. is a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why it should be studied uh, for generations to come. Uh, but it is a uh, uh, nice uh, segue into Funky Ride, yeah. which is just that. So dope. That's another great, great song. Yeah, like you needed you needed that palate cleanser be- like between those two very different songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Funky Ride, like it's another Sleepy Brown, just like just goes off on it. And it's like the father to Spodiote Dopalicious. Like they're like, you know what? We could just have amazing music and just not be on a song for yep. two minutes. Yep. Yeah. It'll be legendary. And it just yeah. fits so well. Neither of them had a verse in this track. No. It's just Sleepy t- Brown, just, you know, giving, you know. Taking you on a funky ride. I go to sleep to this song. It's beautiful. It's like yeah. It's a, yeah. You you just sleep on uh, clouds of weed smoke, and <laughs> you know you have a nice little weed pillow. A cloud. Yeah, this is another. This is another song that's good for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even pour a little something. It's up to you. Whatever your vice is, uh, funky ride can. Uh, give you what you need uh we may uh we kind of got a uh we're gonna bounce around a little bit if that's cool uh cool for y'all uh i want to i do want to get into get up get out which you know is an amazing amazing track featuring what appears to be all the goody mob but they weren't in the video 
So when I got this album, I was like, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. And uh, this song, this is my favorite song on this album. Oh, okay. I love this song so much that I literally went to get up and get out. I went to go get a job at 14. <laughs> yeah. This. Wow. And his shit. lyrics, he was like, he was like, I started working at the loading dock. I went down to the loading dock to get a job. <laughs> and they were just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you are 14. You can't lift shit. This job is for convicts and the mob. Get the fuck out of here, kid. <laughs> The internship program, the that's hilarious. What sort of special skills can you bring to this doc? Well, I listen to out. Get out! I don't. What? What? You listen to who? I'm sure that if that verse had been longer, if like everybody wasn't on the track, they would have gotten to that part. It was like, oh yeah, I needed a working permit. Yeah. Or they have a little asterisk after the song. I'm just like, you know, you uh, should have the proper working papers. I started working in the office at the loading dock. I was fine. Papers. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got a job. My dad got me this job at the loading dock. So there's that. But no, I mean it is. I mean the the beat. And again, the organized noise beats, man. They're just fucking so dope. Um, and then Macy Gray remade it like years later when she like with her debut song, and she you know she was big for a sec. Like, mm-hmm. so, so much. It yeah. There's so much goodness involved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have uh, True Dat interlude. By Big Room, uh, which like, you gotta love Big Room. Oh dude. man, he gives he gives you the definition of the group mm-hmm. and the thesis for the album. He's yeah. like, hey, this is Outcast. If you an Outcast, check off these items on this list that I got for you. Yeah. And, uh, hey, and if you uh, you don't understand this music, you probably a cracker. He's like, yo, or a nigga that think he's a cracker, <laughs> yeah. or just don't understand. And Outcast is so kind of them to be like, hey, this is what we are we're about. If you if you haven't picked it up by now. If you think it's all about pimping hoes and slamming Cadillac doors, you're probably wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it is that. And it's so much more in yeah. that it is that. Like, oh. Yeah, and you know, and my it's it said and like the the uh the beat behind it, the music behind it's so dope too. It's just very, very pro cool shit. Yeah. Uh and the, it closes out with my favorite uh line and I've tried to work it in a normal conversation, it just doesn't fit unless you you'll sound insane. But uh right on to the real and death to the fakers. Yeah. Peace out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big it's a big sign off to get in. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Uh I mean I'd like to close that out uh, for some of my parties at my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right on to the real and death. Do a whole deep voice speech. <laughs> they'll they'll be ready to leave. Be like, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I brought just some booze. I wanted to have some fun, but Jim's on some shit about not being a part of the normal world and people not accepting him because of his clothes, his hair, his occupation, or his skin tone. That's why we were all friends with him. We all accepted those things. <laughs> yeah. Now he's asking me to look at myself. Am I an outcast? I don't. I, and I mean, I guess if I, I would, sure. They, this see, was the original Jeff Foxworthy routine. It's like, if you're all accepted by society, you might be an outcast. Like, you know, we know he stole that. Yeah, you know, we hashtag we know. You know, we know. Don't rip off big room like that please uh but yeah it is this is and even outside of this album this is probably one of my favorite interludes um because the beat and just the the deep shit that he gets into uh which then uh the next song uh aptly put crumbling herb with so much only so much time left in this crazy world they gave you the song that said hey stop doing drugs go get a job and then after their uh their interlude they're like hey but you know what Go ahead, keep smoking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can balance both, right? You can you can be at work, you know what I'm saying, and then you can uh, twist up a little bit. Um, and you know, and again, like the the beat. I mean, I keep saying it over and over again, but I mean it. Uh, this is another dope beat. Uh, this is also another one of my favorite tracks. I mean, I love all of them, but it's like my intro to let you know. Um, uh, Crumbling Herb, and then even the next one we'll get into, Hootie Who. But, uh, yeah, Crumbling Herb, uh, the hook is tight, um, and they are both they both bring it because yep. they're true to that. Yep. As, uh, and Sleepy with the organized noise representation again. Like, he, mm-hmm. he crushed all his hooks on this album. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, Forever Pimpin', Never Slippin'. <laughs> that, that's brought up a lot. 
because again, if you're going to pimp, you should not slip. Absolutely not. No, and your heart should not go. Should need to be said, but I'm glad they did. Well, yeah, I mean, well, there's some chili pimps and there's some halfway (laughs) pimps out there who think that slipping's okay. Well, no, Uh, you better be better be down on some chili cold blood if you're gonna get down. But that's a different time and that's a different conversation. Uh, So then we get into hootie who, and again. Uh, which um, I just th- I just thought about this how if you're a wrestling fan how WCW uh, oh. the NWO ripped <laughs> off Hootie Who for Word. remember that the the Outsiders if yeah. was that the, yeah that was their name right and they I remember up. like in college there were these kids in my dorm that lived around the corner they would scream this out and it used to make me so mad <laughs> and it should. Now they were. Now were they screaming it out of the wrestling reference? Could you? Could you get I'm not a? Not really sure, but it still made me mad because they were the biggest cornballs. We like, oh, man. Mm. Nah, man, don't be disrespecting that. You know what? That's and that's the thing too. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about Hootie in a second, but like. What makes me so mad is when corny people like cool shit. I that hate I hate that shit so much. Like yo, you can't like Wu Tang. Get the fuck out of here. Like they can't scream hootie who. That is. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. I just it to no end the rage that flows through me when so much like I really like Sean Price. It's like shut up. Wow. You better not. <laughs> you better not like Sean Price, sir. Find something else that's stupid <laughs> like you, because he's great and you are bad, nice. and I don't like that. So fuck those, whoever those two are. I doubt you're listening to this right now, but if you are, oh, fuck that you. That means they're like dope shit, and they're still being people you hate. Mm, damn it! <laughs> I can't win. You're right, because this is a dope podcast. So if they got a hold of it, that means that they've infiltrated another great thing. But uh, Hootie Who, uh, is an, uh, as we kind of get towards the end um, of our uh, our journey here, um, follow the flow. It's, again. I mean, play- I think this is big. I think this is Big Boy's best showing on the album because he just kind of like, he starts hitting the track really. Like, as I follow the funk in the trunk in the skunk with the dank in the dungeon. Like, he just. He's on it. He just starts rolling on that and that's before the beat even drops mm-hmm. uh, but i i saw outcast when they were doing their uh festival run last year or two years ago at like gov ball and that was when andre was saying like he was like he feels uncomfortable saying some of his lyrics that he used to rap and i was like i don't remember which ones he's talking about and on this one he starts well playing these bitches is my favorite sport so, <laughs> he, yeah there might be some stuff he regrets now yeah yeah you know it's it's kind of interesting uh, uh as you see an artist get older and kind of, I guess, mature, yeah. if we'll say, <laughs> so many words, and how those lyrics would probably not fit where they are and who they are as people. And I think this might be one of them. Yeah. Playing these bitches is my favorite sport. Or he just needs to put it in the past tense. It's like, play, playing these bitches was my favorite was sport. Was my favorite sport. And now I, I prefer- croquet. You know? Yeah, I like racquetball <laughs> instead. You know, there's other sports. There's other things to play. Um, but then, then yeah, then he gets into basically how he, he was uh, uh, fucking a bunch of women. And then one of them gets pregnant. And he's like, no, nah, it's not mine. <laughs> this, this could be the precursor to Miss Jackson later on. Mm. You know, he's about- Who'd have thought that Hootie Who would be the? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to think that Hootie Who was a precursor to. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm for real. It's the Outcast connected universe. They were like the original Marvel. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've made the uh, connection, and I've talked about it on stage a couple times about how um, Cookie from Empire is what happens when there's too many Jodies in Cookie's life. <laughs> then you have a cookie who is like, I don't fucking love anybody, but I love this piece of shit, and that's I don't know why. That's a beautiful like hood fanfic. You need to like connect together. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's called you know building on prior knowledge. So, <laughs> as we'd say in the education world. Uh so as we as we kind of move towards our uh, towards the end of this album, we get into deep. Which I didn't know was an acronym. Uh, well, yeah, if you look at... because uh, Oh, also, uh, listeners, we have the actual CD. Neil brought in the physical copy yeah. of Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music, yeah. which is so dope. 
and I'm very excited that it's here in the studio right now because uh, the album art in there. I mean, they look like they're ten years old. Yeah, they're <laughs> kids. You're like, wow. That's they're crazy. they're oh, legitimately yeah. well. They I mean they're seventeen, eighteen years old, yeah. but um. Yeah, deep uh, apparently is an acronym. And one thing I love about rap music and hip hop is that we, we love love acronyms. <laughs> Just you know, uh, deep and periods in business. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Gangstar was really into that. Uh, this one is Wu Tang. Huge in acronyms. Uh, you know, Wu Tang. We usually take another nigga's garments. <laughs> witty, un- witty, unpredictable talent and natural game. Uh, so yeah, we just love our acronym. So, uh, uh, Tyrell, uh, if you can check us on what deep stands for, that would be tight. Uh, cause I have no fucking clue, but I do like the song, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, this is like the, one of the hardest stay woke tracks of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. Cause like they do that thing where like, where they kick like, you know, really like relevant things that are still timeless today. And then they're also saying, Hey, Hey, also white people are a mutation like, like, like they, come out, they come out and say some of the most like hotepiest like mm-hmm. just say that yeah. uh but then they're also saying you know it's like they they're still talking about how there's there's injustice in the world or whatever or being oppressed it's the same stuff that we're talking about now but then like it's still peppered with like hey and uh, white people came from a mountain and they're evil (laughs) it's just amazing that they like they snuck this in at the very like this is pretty much the end of the album because the next track is a reprise so like right they give you this whole ride it's like hey thanks for coming to some of this funky dope ass ride also white people are the devil goodbye thanks for playing (laughs) and they take off on hashtags (laughs) yeah thank you and good night like, uh, you, already, you already listened to all of it. You can't be mad now. Yeah, and you can't unlisten to the great things uh, that we said. And also, the devil is a lie. So we got to get the fuck up out of here. Uh, but as we all, uh, head to the end, we do have a player's ball reprise, which also, you know, I'm always skeptical about remixes, but not this time. Like, Because it's just, they was like, you know what? This was really funky, you know. Let's just give it to you in full without yeah. our commentary on it. Mm-hmm. And they just they make it smoother and funkier, than this, like, like, which you didn't think. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like when you just just when you thought you were funky, you couldn't get funky enough. This you know makes I mean? me wish I could hit like high notes and, and falsettos because you just want to do the yeah. hook with Fleepy. It's like all the players came from what? Yeah. Hopefully, you replace me with the actual song. Horrifying, <laughs> dear listeners. Hey, wasn't there a video for this? Too? Uh, it was players ball the reprise. Yep. I I would. I think there was a very could, short video. Yeah, yeah, because the song is like a minute yep. or two anyway. That'd be it's, and I can only imagine there's a lot of uh, weed smoke in the air, and uh, a lot of fly shit, a lot of gators. I bet. Yeah, th- yeah, that's this song is just, like it's like it's. Th- I'm glad they gave you two again because it just, like I said, the best thing on this album is organized noises production and like it just mm-hmm. they get to close out the album with just the the funk that they created. And oh, uh, did you have you seen that documentary, The Art of Organized Noise on Netflix? No, I haven't. It's but... like it tells like the whole story of the group, like and like how they got their you know their start, how they kind of fell apart after they went to Interscope. It's like everybody's mm. in it and talking. No shit, yeah, man. It's dope. It's on Netflix. Art of Organized Noise. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna have to check that out as well. Listeners, check that out too. Yeah, I got a. Definitely. I got a lot in the uh, Netflix queue, but I can certainly I can shift some stuff around. It's not. <laughs> it's not set in stone. I get to, you know, but you were you were saying like you hope people study them. It's like it's good that they got that that. You know, they're starting to get that kind of recognition in those circles because they're they're like the Southern NWA in a way that like they kicked off. Yeah, of like the popularization of the music on their in their world, so they're I, just as important as Straight Outta Compton is like that documentary. Mm-hmm. To me. I uh, I never thought about it. I never thought about their impact to the South as the NWA. But you're right. Like that is pretty. Re- I mean, you could draw those comparisons yeah, because I, I guess I just did. But yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I allow it. Uh, you know that's credible. Uh, it, it's got it's got some legs, if you will. Uh, but no, I mean you're totally spot on with that. You know, um, but that uh, brings us to the end of our show. Uh, well, we're almost to the end because mm, we got to do a reprise of some stuff we did before and just make it sound funky. <laughs> yeah, we got to punch up. Uh, we're gonna put some horns in there. Probably some. Uh, 
Sleepy Brown will come in and just stopping by later. Yeah, uh, Sleepy Brown's gonna swing through. Uh, him and his baby and his Cadillac will swing through. Uh, that's a great song too, man. Oh, thank you. See, look, man, I'm telling you, I, you know, podcast playing these podcasts is my favorite sport. Surprise! Uh, we brought it back. See, <laughs> I'm not fucking. It. I was. I came in hot. I really came in hot this episode. I'm sorry, man. Uh, but. You know, as we get to the end of our episode, uh, we have a segment. Any uh, new listeners, old listeners know what's about to go down. But we have a segment called Top 5 of the Twist, which involves Neil and I coming up with our uh, top five uh, MCs or top five. You've done movies, uh, pretty much anything hip-hop related with a twist. So, for example, your top five rappers from uh, New York, top five... uh, producers top five whatever uh so last because my brain's a sieve i think last time i went we right went. so now uh neil it's on you it is on me what is our what is our top five with a twist okay um this week's top five is going to be and i'm gonna open it up it's gonna be okay your top five outcast songs mm. right but it can be anything where someone from Outkast was featured on a song. So just so any, I'm opening it any up. Appearance. Any appearance. Any appearance of the, out, of the Outkast crew. So it should be a lot broader than us just naming things from, you know, right. Outkast albums. So it should be a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, I can I can do that. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll go if anybody. Of course. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I need to, I need to like, nah. You got to. Uh, I I got this. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, this is in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go with uh, snapping and trapping with uh, featuring Killer Mike. As I said before, that is such a <laughs> when he came in, man. When Killer Mike came in on that, he was a fucking beast. And uh, but they, I mean, the three of them, uh, well, three of them together were fucking unbelievable. Um, so I'm going to go with that as number one. Um, you know, and this is going to be silly, but I like Miss Jackson. Yeah. That's not, that's not silly. Is that not? Okay. Cause you know, it just kind of goes against my, my grain usually my, usually my palate, but I avoid that, that song just, that's, it's nice. It's just a nice, nice joint. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, number three. Uh, not just because we were talking about it, but uh, Crubble and Herb is mm-hmm. another is one of my other uh, nice ones. I remember I was on vacation in San Diego uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I just uh, played that all day in my hotel room, and it was pretty rad. Uh, and then um, Elevators. Oh which, yeah, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't talk. You're not gonna talk Outcasts. Uh, unless for me, if you're talking about you, you're talking about elevators, um, that was actually my the first single I bought uh, was elevators. Um, me too. And I remember saw the video, yep. and I was like, "Who the fuck are these yep. dudes?" And I, went, I remember I went to the uh, went to Boscov's department store mm-hmm. in Binghamton, and yep. I bought that shit. And I was like, "These guys are fucking dope." Yeah. Uh, so that's my number four. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, skew on the barbecue with oh, Raekwon yes. and yep. Andre mm-hmm. old school players and new school fools. Caskey be jumping like kangaroos. <laughs> yes. Love it. Uh, and Ray comes in also another great video. Uh, they, they did another song with him. That's equal as equally as dope. He oh yeah. did another song with him like years later. So they're a good combo. Yeah, man. Um, I would have to agree. Circle gets a square. Um, so those are my uh, top five outcast or outcast appearance songs. Mm-hmm. So who's up next? Would you like me to go next? I have no problem. Uh, yeah, if you already get like, yeah, go ahead. Because I, okay. I got my five, but like, I know I'm like. Well, you know, we'll save our guests for last because you are a guest. Oh, save the guests for last. Yeah, that gives me more time to, to debate with myself internally. Okay. Okay, so um, in no particular order, I had Elevators. Okay. Because that is a song that's, you know, that just solidified it for me. Oh, yeah. 
Like it's such it's such an infectious hook and mm-hmm. it's just it's a really really dope track. Yeah. I definitely say it's um one of the best songs of all time in my um you know, oh, wow. in my opinion. It's an uh, amazing it's, amazing it song. AT Aliens was one of my favorite albums and I really hope that someone out there picks that album and we get to hint, talk hint, about it. Hint nudge yes. nudge anybody out there. Okay. Uh second song i mean yeah second track that i um is in my top five uh off the new jersey drive soundtrack Yo. ben zerbima mm. yes, that song is okay. crazy <laughs> well it's played great. well it's played so, it, oh, yeah that's a dope ass song yes it is uh, i bought that soundtrack for yes. that song <laughs> Because you couldn't get it any other way. I remember you guys were talking about soundtracks on like another like uh, on another episode, and I was like, "Yo, yeah, they don't make soundtracks like they used to. They don't. I think they really the, don't. I think the last one that what might have been like that might have been the Bad Boys Two uh, mm-hmm. soundtrack because yeah. that was like the last one that had like jams yeah. and singles. And yeah, was like, what, what, all over that. Yeah, or what you'll have is um, you'll have soundtracks per se but it will be scored by like Rizza will do right. like yeah. the whole album right like the man in the iron fist or whatever that was he did the music for it so like you'll have those sorts of deals but you don't have like the you know like nutty professor where right. like, there's that new track where you're like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. so anyway i'm sorry go okay um third number three for me is well get up get out Ah, yeah. I mean, if that well, literally impacted your life, it like, did. If it that did. got you to work, <laughs> if that and convinced you on the idea of going to work, then yeah, but it was, it was just a dope track. And then you know, you also got the Goody Mob, mm-hmm. and they both held it down, and uh, it was it was very dope to see those two come together, man. Yep. Dungeon Family. At the time, I really wanted to know exactly what who Big Git was talking about. The, he was like crooked ass Jackson got the whole country. Mm-hmm. Thinking that my city is the big lick for '96. You know, I yeah. want to know who that was because I was like, "Fuck crooked ass Jackson." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So Tyrell, you've got a tall order this uh, episode, sir. <laughs> You know, who, you know who Tupac's yelling at when he's yelling "fuck C. Dolores Tucker," but you know. Yeah, you know, this Jackson. Crooked ass Jackson isn't a full legal name. Yeah, yeah I wonder if that could, <laughs> that could have been a, a shitty ass cop. Did he run with that name? Like, was mm, he... you know, there's there's some theories. Yeah. So, um, I, th- I believe that is my number three. Okay. Um, my number four is the art of storytelling with Slick Rick. Yeah, that's, damn it. That's, that's on my, my list. list. That's ah, my Lambert. That's, that's a Lambert. That's a Lambert for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, is that what the, is that what it's called now? Yeah. Lambert? When you <laughs> no, when yeah. it's a song that like you do your top five and yeah. you hear somebody else, you're like, fuck, that's such a great song. Yep. And we, uh, but it was he, he had that reaction. That was like no, our no, first or yeah. second episode. Yeah, so we named it. <laughs> Call it a Lambert yeah. when you lose your shit because yeah, you die. Oh, damn it! That's why I started writing stuff down. I didn't want to. I didn't want a Lambert. There you go, man. It happens though. Yep. So my number five, I had some honorable mentions, but I'm not gonna say them. Okay. So Dylan does his. Okay. And my number five was um, Morris Brown from yes. Idlewild. Yes. Yeah. Yup. I hear yes. you. That was a very Solid. dope song. Not even. I read those songs. And uh, that's my top five. Top five with a twist. I respect that. Uh, Dylan. I, I wrote Children's Story featuring Slick Rick, but that's because I couldn't remember the title, Art of Storytelling. Right. With Slick, but that, you know, that's. I love Slick Rick so much as well, so just the yeah. t- them being together, I was like, I. You know, completely here for this. He was perfect on that track. Yo. Like, he added so much. And that, that, was mean, another, that was another amazing video. That was the puppets. Like, yeah. Nothing. And the, the beat. Get yourself. Oh, before Tyrell, Tyrell fact checks us. Art of storytelling part two. Yeah, yes. yes. that was part two. Yes, because the you know, part, part, part part one was Sans uh, the ruler. Yep. Sans ruler now post ruler, <laughs> yeah. if you will, or uh, during ruler. I don't know what the name for that is. Uh, so yeah, so that's I love hearing that from you. Yep. 
gotta go bombs over Baghdad. Oh, oh nice. man! Just because yeah. that is yeah. one, that was one of the verses that like I made sure I learned, and it's one of like that just like it's a calm national underground thunder pants and I stop the ground. Like mm-hmm. I almost pass out trying to do that verse, and he did it while running in the video. Like, and but. then the uh, Iraq War happened <laughs> immediately after that. Yeah. Well, another. Uh, yeah. It was our second go around with that, right. but. And Go on. Choir, Sorry. Yeah, it's, and that's like, yeah, it's it's one of the hugest singles, but I can't not leave it all. And they had so many, uh, too, man. Definitely. Players Ball is on my top just because it's. Yep. All the players came from far and wide. So yep. It sounds like a, like I want to see that that movie. Like, I still want mm. that. It's, it's just so smooth. It's pimpish. It's, and then they, they re-pimp it again, like, even more with the reprise. So, mm-hmm. uh, what else did I? Oh, uh. Hollywood Divorce is going to be my sleeper. If it's off Idlewild. Okay. Uh, and it's it's such a perfect like song. It's them, Snoop, and Lil Wayne. Oh, wow. And Wayne's verse on that song is, this, is the verse that made me go, all right, maybe I should start listening to Lil Wayne and giving him credit because this has been after like people had like – got a, like he became a better rapper and like i still hadn't listened to anything until i remember the jump he made when he became a better rapper yeah like but. this his verse on this makes me uh go back and made me go back and listen to his shit snoop's verse on this is fucking perfect they all tell like amazing stories about like the way black people get treated in hollywood or black people chasing fame and so mm-hmm. that's my idol like i had to sneak one in off idol while because i do enjoy that album too okay uh, and then to close out my five uh, and I do have an honorable mention, which I like. Yeah, I'll, we'll talk about that after. Uh, Spodiody Dopalicious. Yeah. Uh, oh. Which is it's the even better version of Funky Ride, right? Where they tell the story about who else want to fuck with Hollywood Court. Like that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That's oh, a, when that's I went a to HBCU, they had like full routines to this during like homecoming. Yo, those horns like are was, yeah incredible. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's uh. There's dope, man. There's really dope. I don't know what else to say. But some other shit. Uh, so, uh, so that's our. Uh, those are our top five with uh, with our twists. Honorable mention: Thirty uh, South. Mm, okay. Do you, what was your you uh, want to throw in? Uh, Royal Flush with Raekwon. That's the second joint they did with Raekwon because Andre's version that is just incredible when he mm-hmm. goes off. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, did I have an honorable mention? Um, hey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. fun. What's cooler than cool? Ice cold. Yeah. I used to. It's very misleading because. It's, it's, it's not a happy it, song. It's not. That's what I was that's saying before. That's a horrible song, that's what, what I they're s- saying. It's a it's That's a what I was saying before. Breakup. Like, they package really, like, just dark and dour <laughs> stuff and really, like, nice packages. Um, I used to uh, change around me. What's cooler than being cool? Jim Surge. Nice. Because it works. <laughs> I like to have fun. You know what I mean? I like to have fun with shit. Um, so, all right. Well, that's our, that's our show. Uh, you know, Dylan, uh, we want to thank you for coming through. You know, uh, you know, this is a, a great album, and I'm glad uh, you threw this one out here when I was asking you your picks. Um is there anything you want to plug before we uh, stroll the fuck up out of here? Uh, I might be out in. I haven't confirmed yet, but I got to talk to him. But he's my homie, uh, Gordon Baker Bones. Ah, uh, hell yeah! Shout uh, out to Hell's GBB Kitchen Show in Newark. Nice. Uh, on the nineteenth, I'm gonna try and get out there for. He asked me to do it, and I gotta make sure I can do that. Okay. That's the only thing I'm probably gonna have. I gotta <laughs> plug that <laughs> possible maybe date. Well, uh, yeah, at the Dylan one on Twitter, and I'll post more if I do have it. It's uh, funny you bring that up because uh, the probably the only show I got to plug is a show that Gordon has me on, which is the Big Ten show nice. over at Stress Factory. Super producer Gordon yeah. Baker yeah, Bone. He, he's, he's my organized noise. He, he <laughs> I'm down with Gordon Baker Bone because he pays me. Nice. Because <laughs> he pays me. They say it on the album. Oh, yeah, I saw references. what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, if you want to find me uh, next Tuesday, I will be at the Stress Factory at 8 o'clock for the Big Ten show, hosted by the legendary Gordon Bickerbone. Um, and if you, again, you can find me at uh, Jim Search on Twitter. Uh, you can also go find me at uh, JimSearchComedy.com for any other dates that may, in fact, pop up in my life. Who knows? Um, and Neil, what's going on with you? 
Well, on October 24th, I'll be performing uh, with the great Christian Polanco ah. on uh, Knocking the Boots at Two Boots, which nice. is a pizza shop it's, slash restaurant. That's a Wednesday show, right? That's, um, yeah, I believe so. So, that, you're the 26th. I'm looking at, I've got the calendar right here. I believe so. Just uh, don't go. So, don't go on the 24th. Oh, 26th. My bad. All right. 26th, 8 p.m. Now, um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's free. Always a fun show. I've done that show a couple times. I uh, got great pizza. You get a slice of pizza, Neil, just uh, as uh, some look forward to. And all the players will come from far and wide. Yeah, a lot of players will come from far and wide where Afro Braves and their gangster rides. So at least that we have. We're that. here to tell you there's a better way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Player balls happen all day, every day. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, uh, what about uh, social media business? You want to throw that out one more time? You're Oh, um, you can find me on uh, my website, which is neilcharles.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at neilcharlesftw for the win. But you know that. <laughs> but you but you be knowing that shit. Yeah, of course. So, and, you know, before we get out of here, you know, of course, uh, download this, uh, this episode. Uh, download all the episodes um, because we are amazing. Uh, we are swatches and boomboxes at gmail.com. Also, you know, again, on iTunes, you can find us there. Uh, rate us. Give us five stars. Give us six. Give us seven. See how many stars you can give us. Yeah. Um, also, you can find us on Stitcher. You can get us, uh, download us there. And, you know, we want to thank everybody for listening. And, of course, Dylan, we want to thank you again for coming Thanks. through Thanks and coming. talking some ATL business. Yeah. And, of course, keep it funky in your gangster ride. Peace. <laughs>